Hello, this is Margaret and welcome to the first episode of The System. Thank you for listening. Today I'm interviewing Indira Guzman, who is also my mother. Very excited to see how this podcast will turn out and I am so thankful you are here to join us. So tell us a little about yourself, Professor Guzman. Oh, hi, Margaret. My name is Indira Guzman. I am uh, originally from Bolivia and I work right now as a professor and a researcher in information systems. Oh, okay. Um, what degrees have you achieved throughout the years to, in order to become a university professor and researcher in information systems? Uh, well, I first uh, did my bachelor's degree in computer science and master's degree in computer science in the Ukraine. Then I did a master's in banking and finance um, when I was working in the bank. And then I came to the US with the Fulbright scholarship to do a master's in information management and a PhD in information science and technology from Syracuse University. Wow, that must have been very hard. Okay, um, what is a day in the life of your job as a university professor and researcher? Well, um, right now as a professor, first I um, develop courses uh, to teach and I teach courses at the undergraduate level, masters and PhD level. So um, a lot of teaching and course development, uh, but I also do uh, research uh, research with my doctoral students and in different topics. More, uh, more recently, I do research on compliance with information security policies and um, uh, in, in cybersecurity. So that's uh, pretty much what uh, I do now, work with my students. Oh, wow, very interesting. Uh, what are the best parts of your job or the things that you look most forward to? Well, uh, something that I like um, is uh, um, the continuous learning. When you work with technology, uh, because technology is changing uh, so much all the time, you have to be a learning and uh, reading and, and watching movies and observing all the time because you have to uh, catch up with the latest of technology. So that's something that I do enjoy. The change is uh, the fast pace of the technology is um, something that is attractive to me uh, because again, um, uh, it is, there's always innovation, new opportunities, new things. Uh, so that's what I, uh, what I like from, from the, the job, the work I do. Oh, and I understand you have a bachelor's in computer science. Yeah. And then a master's in finance. Well, I have um, pretty much like a master's in computer science. Then I did a master's in banking and finance. And then another one, a master's in information management. So pretty much like three. Yeah. So what made you do all of them? Is it because you want to have, have a change of interest or because you wanted to blend these interests together? Okay, so that's a very good question, Margaret. So first, the, the first master's was kind of like a, a follow-up on my undergraduate degree while I was studying in the Ukraine. So that's one. Um, so that was like a natural progression. The second one, the banking and finance, that's because I was working in a bank. And when I was working in the bank, I didn't quite understand the banking language. You know, my field mm-hmm. was computers and I was working with the bank and people would talk about the bank and, you know, all this te- terminology. 
and concepts. So I wanted to learn more. And, and that's why I pursued my degree and a master's in banking and finance. Uh, because again, I was working in that environment for nine years. So that really, oh, wow. that was really useful because it's very important to be able to translate the, the, the technology aspects to the user and also to management. Uh, so that's why I, I got there. Then later I started teaching and, um, and when I came to the U.S., uh, I was already uh, in, in between uh, technology and management. I always like it. Uh, the strategic approach of using technology, understanding how to uh, take advantage of technology and uh, aligned with the business goals. So that's why information management came in. So it's really a degree that is not computer science, but it's not a business degree. It's an information management, right? So oh, wow, in between. Yeah. And then the, the PhD in information science technology, that's when I just fell in love with research. And that is um, doing research, is collecting data, collecting evidence, using scientific methods, building theory. Um, and so that's the progression. I went and do more research and more academic. So wow. yeah, great question. Very amazing how you decided to pursue your different passions. Um, so when did you start specifically your interest in this career of computer science and um, information systems and everything? Well, I think everything started when I was in high school. Um, back then, um, there were very few degrees related to computer science. So, um, but I already heard something about uh, programming in BASIC. That was uh, the first uh, programming language that I, I learned. Uh, so I thought that was a very uh, interesting field, something new, something totally out of the um, norm. My father was an economist and he kind of wanted me to do to, to become an economist too, like him. But um, um, but then I, I heard about this, you know, computers degree, and I thought that was interesting. And I did have his support as well. That was important mm -hmm. to me. And uh, and that's how I started. You know, I just uh, thought that was interesting, something new, different, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's why you went to get your bachelor's in Ukraine, right? Yes, that's that's how that. So why did you choose to get a bachelor's in Ukraine? Because you were in Bolivia at the time and it's so far yes. away. Oh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a scholarship. I I applied to the scholarship. There's an agreement. There was back then an agreement between governments and uh, uh, the, the, the government of, back then, it was the former Soviet Union, uh, they uh, gave scholarships, um, full scholarships to pursue undergraduate degrees. Of course, I had to go there uh, and take one year just to learn the language. Um, and the condition was to go back to the country for, uh, to work in the country for two years. So it was a great opportunity uh, and of course, everything was covered. So, um, oh, wow. you know, tuition and living expenses. So it was a great scholarship. I bet it was a struggle just moving and learning the new language. What other struggles did you have to go through to make it where you were today? Well, I think uh, um, some of the struggles were, yeah, moving, you know, the change, um, being away from the family and, and traveling. But I think uh, um, 
I, I was young, so it was uh, um, just uh, um, good to be able to meet new people and at the same time be able to come back. Uh, so I was lucky to 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 be able to go back to my to my country when I finished my degree. And uh, so, um, but it wasn't easy. Moving is not uh, easy. Uh, also, learning different languages. Uh, you know, I had to learn Russian, and then when I came to the U.S., well, I already knew some English, but still, you know, learning oh, yeah. different language is is not easy. But at the same time, it's exciting. It's exciting to meet people. Um, from different cultures and learn from them and so there are always pros and cons yeah do you think that it, it was worth it to do so much effort moving um staying away from your family um living in a new location oh yeah like totally i think it's uh, uh it's uh, it was worth it i mean um my family was they were always proud uh, of of me but I think I also was able to inspire many, many people in my family and my friends. And I'm just very happy to see that young people also are not afraid of, of uh, or young women, you know, are not afraid of uh, pursuing degrees and, and yeah. learning more and going different places. Yeah, what do you think about the discrimination people of color and women face in like the STEM career, STEM industry? Well, I think it's uh, uh, the government um, and well, there are many institutions that want to attract more women and uh, people of colors to the IT field. Uh, but uh, it just um, there's a research that shows that there are different reasons why it also doesn't become attractive for uh, women or uh, POC, people of color, uh, to pursue these majors. And sometimes it could be because they just don't feel that it's a, a welcoming community for them, that it's yeah. something that you know that you're going to that you you will be maybe uh, one or two girls among, along lots of uh, uh, men in the same classroom so it's kind of hard for you to be the only one yeah uh, so those are some of the, uh, the the things that make it difficult also the different stereotypes um, you know you feel sometimes uh, if you work with IT probably it's going to be boring you're going to be sitting on your computer all day and uh, you're going to be called a geek and a nerd and you are a boring person. Um, but um, so those are also some of the stereotypes that make it again less attractive. Um, but uh, again, there's a lot of innovation and, and what you need to do is think how you can connect um, the technology with your passion and use it for um, use it for the things that you like you know, combine yeah. with what you like. Like if you like fashion, go ahead, use technology to do fashion. If you like, uh, um, if you're interested in a health industry, use uh, technology in health and so on. So it's important to combine the technology with uh, something else that you like. But definitely it's, it's, it's not easy. Like there are 
and also there are so many areas now in technology. If you're working with cybersecurity, if you're working with programming, or if you're working with networking, you know, it, there are different areas in technology. So you kind of have to learn about all those possibilities. And, um, uh, and, and that's what we need to do, you know, make uh, sure that people understand all the different options, that all the things that you can do with technology. It's not just one thing, you know, there are multiple options. Yeah, I agree. Like in my school, Los Alamitos High School, there is a new STEM building and it's really, I, I really love to see how people are, are establishing the importance of STEM by making the STEM building and more classes and or making more classes involving STEM. Would you recommend this type of field to another person or a high schooler? Yes, of course. Uh, you want to go and explore and uh, make the field uh, fit to the things that you like um, and, and look for the different opportunities. So, yeah, I, of course I do. Yeah. Um, so back to when you said that it was scary for women and POC to choose this type of field because they would be probably would be uh, fearful because they would be the only ones. Did you have to ever feel that feeling of being like the only or one of the many few women in a class or one of the very few women like being a teacher per se? Um, yes, I have seen um, uh, in, in many fields, I, I remember when I was a student, yes, I was, uh, we were only two girls, well, two international girls. Uh, and well, we became really close friends. So that's a good thing. You know, I was oh. able to make close friends with the few girls that were there. And then when I was working in the bank, I was the only uh, woman in the IT department. That's true too. But um, I just felt that I was uh, privileged. You know, I was always spoiled. I am. I also um, have uh, three brothers, so I was the only girl when I uh, grew up, mm -hmm. and the, the little one. So I was always spoiled, and people would take care of me. So I. Aww. That's how I took it. You know, it's like I am special. I'm spoiled. And, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't take it as a bad thing. So I think I was just lucky in that sense. Mm. Have there been any friends or or? Of course, friends or other relations that you've made along the way throughout your career, like getting your bachelor's, getting your master's, getting your PhD. Yes, I made a very, very uh, great friends in, in all those stages. And of course, that's how I met my husband. I met my husband when I, I was doing my uh, bachelor's back in the Ukraine. So uh, uh, that's a big one. And then uh, lots of friends along the way. I, 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 again, when you think about technology, uh, now technology gives us the option to connect with friends all over the world. And uh, so I keep in touch with many of them. Yeah, that's so great. Um, another thing, the goal of this podcast is to uplift women and people of color in STEM. Is there anything that you are doing to include or help other people in STEM? Well, right now I am um, doing a research. I have a, a group of Latin American professors in Brazil, Peru, oh, wow. and Bolivia who are, uh, and we're working on a research project that uh, it's aimed to build an open data, um, uh, big database with um, uh, policies from different organizations that um, help 
that promote women in leadership leadership positions in IT. So uh, it's again it's a big project. It's going to be three years, and it's funded by the Canadian government. And this is going to last three years. So we just started this in March 2022. Oh wow! And I should be able to tell you more about our research soon. But uh, we're just very happy that the project uh, got uh, the funding. Um, uh, it's a one million funding that is going to help again these three countries. Uh, create these um, big open data um, data database uh, with information that will be uh, open to the world and uh, easy to access. Oh, well, so how are you creating or helping this big database with these? Can you explain it a little more? Well, uh, we are, um, uh, again, it's a group of uh, researchers from all these countries. And what we are doing is first we are uh, uh, creating the um, data collection instruments and creating a networks. We are contacting um, policymakers oh, wow. and, um, that would interview with us, and we will collect all this information in a, in a structural uh, database that others can share. So basically, the idea is that companies can. Uh, learn from um, um, other companies from other countries on, on best practices that uh, and the things that women uh, are um, looking for. What are, for example, when you have um, in some companies you have more women uh, in leadership positions, and which again is uh, is very uh, few. There are few women in, in leadership positions in IT. But what we want to do is we want to um, collect uh, data from them through interviews and, and focus groups and surveys uh, and understand what kind of uh, strategies and policies, organizational policies, make them feel welcomed in those positions. Right? So why would they stay? So why would, or, or why would they leave mm -hmm. those positions? So we want to understand more that and again, put all that data available to the world. Wow. So it's clear that your passions are, are, are strong and it's amazing how you have went through so much and you've learned so much to have your career in STEM and, and business. So what is there one specific thing that captures your love for this field? Is there one thing that just made you passionate for this field? Like say the continuous learning or learning other people's culture or, I don't know. Well, yeah, I do like the continuous learning. I'm, I'm curious, so I like to always, you know, learn more. Um, that's something that I like, uh, but also help people. Yeah, helping people is very important. Yeah, I <laughs> think it's something that uh, I am, uh, I feel very um, accomplished when I see others uh, learning and others uh, becoming successful yeah right? so it's not just about uh, me su being successful but actually helping others be successful yeah I agree because it's been such a struggle for many people in the way of or in this career of STEM so I commend you for all what you've done 
And it's amazing what you've done throughout all these years since when did you start? When, how, what year when did you start your bachelor's in Ukraine? Well, I left my country when I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. So I, I started my degree when I, when I was 17. So wow. Very young. Very young. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Professor Guzman. And thank you all for listening to our first episode of The System. This is Margaret Galvez, and I will see you next time. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank you very much. Bye.